Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today is Renegade News! Or Renegade Times. See, I changed the name to better fit the podcast, but now I can't even remember my own podcast episode name. It's fine. It's cool. Shout out to Fat Mantis. Thank you so much for letting me be a guest on your, um what is it, call-in episode of your podcast. I enjoy talking with you and being a nerd for once. Yes, I love that. Um, But yes, um, all of my renegades, go ahead and give Fat Mantis, Voice of the Fat Mantis on YouTube, some love. All right? Fun fact, I actually did that during work. (laughs) It's cool, because I got a co-worker that, that was cool with it, so that's that's awesome. So, yes, let's just jump into this, I guess. Um, oh, I forgot my shameless plugs, you know. You know, those things that I put in the, the down in the description below of everything? Or at least I try. Those pesky links. Yes, links will be down in the description below on how to reach me. Thank you so much. As much as I get recognized as being a political analyst, a person that talks about politics a lot, um, I really hate politics. <laughs> I really wish they didn't exist because it does divide us all, doesn't it? Um, but I do feel like it's important to talk about. Um, I guess I get that from my stepdad because we talk about politics all the time when we're together. So, But yeah, let's go. Let's go and get this over with, because I hate it so much. (laughs) So before I get into this article, um, I am starting to read from a different app now. Um, All of my sources will be coming from The Daily Wire. Um, If you haven't checked out The Daily Wire... Um, the app is amazing. Um, they have some news that I have not heard before. Um, and, I mean, I haven't heard anything like the stuff that they're covering, which is great because that's something that I want to make sure that I give you guys is some, some news that is new, because new is good, (laughs) I guess. And, um, one of the... Um, things that I did touch upon on my Instagram at one point, um, I think it's one, one of my recent, um, posts is that, um, China is under COVID lockdown still, or at least I think, um, it's on the rise again in China and the government has gotten so bad to the point where they're locking their own people in their own homes and um it's uh not looking good uh i guess there is some very serious repercussions if they try to unlock their homes and try to go out and get what they need and um 
the people of China right now, or in Shanghai specifically, um, they are not having it. Um, there have been um, videos of them all screaming outside their windows, trying to get the government's attention that they won't stand for, you know, being quarantined again. And um, I feel like this is beyond quarantine. I feel like this is almost house arrest, if anything, because they're using padlocks and bike locks in order to keep people in their homes. And that is the most eerie thing that I've ever heard in a, in a very, very long time when it when it comes to like the COVID cases and stuff like this, because this is just unreal. But, um, yeah, I could say a lot about what's going on in China, um, but I don't want to veer off topic. So uh, we're just going to get into the article. But um, I just want to let the people of China know that Rogue Radio sees you and recognizes you. And we love you here at Rogue Radio. We do not support the government of China, but we do support the people that are suffering from that government, from the hand of the government. We see you, we recognize you, and we love you. Please be strong, my renegades. Tesla's Shanghai plant remains closed as city's COVID-19 lockdown continues. Thursday's edition of the Daily Wire Morning Wire podcast reported that one of China's largest cities, Shanghai, suddenly imposed a widespread lockdown this week in response to reports of uh, rapidly rising COVID-19 cases. In, or on Monday, half of Shanghai, the financial capital of China, went into lockdown response to what authorities believe is a second COVID-19 outbreak that is getting out of control, the podcast noted. On Sunday, Shanghai announced a two-part lockdown of the city and then reported a record of 3,500 new COVID-19 cases, with cases reportedly doubling every few days. The Morning Wire podcast also noted that these are numbers or these numbers are the Chinese government, are from the Chinese government, meaning it is likely they are under-reporting the real numbers. Um, on Monday, authorities were putting up barricades, shutting off parts of the city with public transport uh, shut down um, in many areas. Um, all the residents living east and south of a river that divides the city will be under lockdown until Friday morning. At that point, the lockdown could potentially end and shift over to the other side of the river. Some companies based on or based in the city, such as Tesla, uh, suspended manufacturing for a few days, while other factories have allowed to continue a closed-loop system. On Thursday, Reuters reported that Tesla had to be had not or would not be reopening its Shanghai plant because of the lockdown and other government orders. Um, let's see. 
Tesla has canceled plans to resume production at Shanghai factory on Friday and Saturday. An internal notice seen by Reuters showed further delaying re- reopening of the manufacturing hub for its Model 3 and Model Y cars. The Shanghai factory, located in Pudong District, east of the city's uh, Hongpao River, I hope I say, said that right, <laughs> um, suspended production from Monday to Thursday after the city launched a two-stage lockdown to combat the surge in COVID-19 cases. The lockdown in districts east of the river is scheduled to lift in the early hours of April 1st, and the U.S. automaker initially planned to resume production that day. However, the latest notice seen by Reuters said that it has canceled production plans for April 1st and April 2nd. So, forgive me if this is kind of off topic from what I was talking about, about what's going on with COVID-19 in uh, China and what what they're dealing with. This is the most um, accurate article, close enough to the topic. I could care less about the manufacturing hub that's going on. I really do just care about the people, but this is the closest thing that I could get to. Um, But the sudden change in policy is uh, reportedly sparked panic among residents, with many rushing to markets to get basic necessities like food before the lockdown began. The lockdown could have an internal or international impact as well. Um, as of now, many of the city's major production centers and its port are running, but even if they stay open, the international supply chain will likely feel a strain as the flow of goods from factories to the port is going to be affected as the lockdown hits uh, truck drivers and storage facilities. Alright, before I get into this next article, I wanted to talk about this because, for one, it's been in the news lately, and it's something that I feel like I have to talk about. Um, you already know, Rogue Radio talks about the most important things that make you uncomfortable. You know. But, um, I just want to say, before we get into it, your radio host is pro-life. And I could go into the details of it, but I just want to say, yes, I am pro-life. And yes, that does come from my Christian faith. I'm not ashamed of that. I don't expect anyone to believe that I should be um, ashamed of that. Um, I do understand that there are some scenarios to where a woman feels like they have to abort a child. But, um, I can't be the one to make that choice on whether or what scenario is okay for a woman to abort. Because that, that's just not me. Um, when it comes to a life or death situation, when it comes to picking a side, 
a, over a life. I will always choose life for anyone. Because um, I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone to get um, injured or hurt or anything like that. So that love and that moral stretches towards the womb as well. A mother's womb. And yes, it does come from my faith. I've been a Christian for 32 years. Um, I was born in a church, basically. I was raised in a church. I don't go to church anymore uh, for personal reasons. Um, but I do believe that all life is precious. It says in the Bible that, you know, I've knitted you in your mother's womb. And that, um, I know there's a verse in Matthew that says if you mistreat any any of these little ones you might as well tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself at the bottom of the sea Jesus has always loved children loved babies he his father creates life in the womb and i believe that life starts at conception the reason why I believe that is because sex was meant for conception. It wasn't just meant for people to enjoy. <laughs> sex was meant for marriage. That, all of that. I believe in all of that. And I can't sit here and make exceptions for certain things or certain scenarios. Like rape or incest or when a child is underage and they can't birth a child physically or they would die um those are very I don't want to say gray areas because there's no gray areas with my God but I will say since I don't know what God would say in those scenarios that I say I don't know it's okay for me to say that I do not know I understand that there are women suffering and all that stuff. I understand that. Trust me. I, um, I, I don't want to come off as a hateful person when I say I'm pro-life because I'm anything but a hateful person. Um, I just know that taking away an innocent life and their right to live is evil. And I've, I think I've talked about this before, about the earliest forms of abortion um, comes from biblical times. Um, it is a satanic practice, and I know some of you right now listening to me are rolling your eyes. That's fine. I'm going to explain it anyways. Back in biblical times, there is a queen named Queen Jezebel, that brought in her god, Baal. And at this time, Jerusalem did not want any different religions being mixed within royal marriages. They wanted to keep the bloodline pure from any demonic um, influence. But Ahab, at the time, married Jezebel... And she brought her God with them. 
with her, and she ended up um, bringing her god, and this actually, their type of worship actually involved human sacrifice, especially child sacrifice, especially baby sacrifice. What they would do is they would, after they, after the mother had the child, she was led to this huge bronze statue and this god, Bayo. Some people call it Ball. I call it Bayo. Just depending on your persuasion and how you pronounce it, it's whatever. It, it it's Bayo to me for some reason. But um, this large statue would have its hands held out, and you would they would place the baby in the hands of Bayo. And then they would light a fire under this statue, and it would cook the baby alive. Um, and they would play drums very loudly to mask the cries of the child. So that the woman would not regret her, her choice to sacrifice her child. For whatever reason... For whatever reason. So this is one of the main, main reasons why I am pro-life. Is because if you look far enough, there is always some type of spiritual background with topics like this. It stems, it always stems from something spiritual. That's my take on it. That's why I'm pro-life. Because the earliest forms of abortion was sacrifices to a pagan god. I'm not okay with that. And I still believe that even though we're not actually sacrificing children, or that mothers aren't actually doing that for the sake of worshipping this god it's still an act that is satanic people don't realize that actions please certain spirits and this action is pleasing a demon and i i can't be behind that i've also heard someone um very close to me at the time say you can't hold a Bible in one hand and an aborted fetus in the other. Now just looking at that picture in your head, I can't be that. I have to pick a side and I choose life. But now that you know where I stand, let's go into the article. The pro-life bill will ban abortionists from flushing aborted baby bodies down toilet sinks and disposals. What the f- Republican Indiana Representative Jim Banks introduced legislation Wednesday banning the 
disposal of fetal remains in public waterways. Oh my god, they're... F Excuse me if I end up slipping and cussing because this is just... Awful. Tossing unborn remains into water systems is a barbaric. Why are they throwing it into water systems anyways? Why are they doing that? And if the American public knew about it, they would be disgusted and horrified. I know about it now, and I'm disgusted and horrified. Um, this brutal reality is made possible by even more brutal abortion laws, he added. The, if congressional Democrats get their way to legalize abortion till the moment of birth, nationwide, um, it's far too common practice, or this far too common practice could become even more right, widespread. So there is, I don't want to say it's a rumor, but I do believe that um, the Democrats are starting to try to um, get a bill passed to where they can um, abort a child up to 10 months. 10 months is out of the womb. 10 months is out of the womb. That is murder. I... <laughs> I mean, to think that, you know, the far left couldn't get any more barbaric. But, you know, it's whatever. Also, the article that I was hoping to talk about was about um, pro-choice uh, people, pro-choice liberals, uh, threatening to kill the justices and storm, um, what is it, the Supreme Court? So, there you go. Uh, the digitally... Oh, no, I'm sorry. What the heck? The Dignity for Fetal Remains Act of 2022 would ban abortion providers from placing fetal remains, embryos, and medical waste associated with abortions, like surgical equipment, into any kind of device that connects to a public waterway, such as a toilet, sink, or disposal. You mean to tell me our sewer systems is just chock full of baby remains. Just think of that. Just think of that. You're just walking along the sidewalk and you step over a manhole. There's an aborted fetus underneath your feet. And people are okay with this. The Daily Wire first obtained the legislation which banks uh, called common sense, saying it would restore a small piece of dignity to the victims of abortion. For many years, we have documented reports from across the country that are about the atrocious ways abortionists dispose of the bodies of unborn babies. Kathy hum Humbarger, <laughs> um, the founder of Rep, Rep, Pro, Reprotection Incorporated uh, told the Daily Wire on Wednesday, "I am grateful to, uh, to Congressman Banks for filing legislation today that will help these practices 
or stop these practices, I'm sorry. Um, we grieve the loss of these children and the emotional and physical trauma their mothers often experience after their abortion. We grieve the loss of these children and the emotional and physical trauma of their mothers often experience after their abortion, she continued. Until we prevent these deaths, we must treat their bodies with respect, just as we do the deceased bodies of every other human. In a press release announcing the Dignity for Fetal Remains Act, Banks' um, office cited the pro-life organization Live Actions report that the abortion uh, providers were recorded admitting that many of the Detroit, Michigan area abortion facilities frequently flushed baby body parts into garbage disposals or out into the sewer system. There is a special place in hell for people who do this, I swear. According to the pro-life Charlotte Lozier Institute, violations of fetal disposition laws have been uncovered in a slew of states, including Indiana, Michigan, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Texas, and Utah. These violations include failures to disinfect containers, sending baby body parts down sanitary sewers, um... Disposing fetal remains in a solid waste landfill or storing them in refrigerators. God, what the fuck? Storing them in refrigerators. What the fuck? What do you need baby parts for? No, scratch that. I know what they want them for. But I'm not allowed to talk about that. Not allowed to talk about that, am I? <sighs> hey, system, I'm not allowed to talk about that, am I? One of these days, I will talk about that. But for now, let's not. Due to the variability of archaic status of some state laws, a lozier Institute report says numerous fetal disposition methods have been employed as legal solutions by abortion facilities and waste disposal companies, including flushing fetal baby body parts through the garbage disposals, leading to the sewer system, dumping fetal remains in an auger along with medical waste and grinding them together and having the fetal remains transported across the state lines to another state's dumpsters. Stericycle, the largest known waste disposal company willing to transport and dispose of the remains of the fetal parts after abortion has been found by at least two state departments to be in violation of state regulations specifically governing fetal disposition, the report adds. Okay. I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about it. 
thoroughly pissed off now. This one caught my eye because um, my husband likes to watch basketball, so we're gonna we're gonna go to this real quick. Jonathan Isaac talks about or talks with Megan Kelly about his path to faith led to him refusing to kneel before BLM and new book Why I Stand. Um, NBA star Jonathan Isaac. Um, explained to Megan Kelly why he decided to open up about his past struggles and his journey to faith, which led to standing up against Black Lives Matter and COVID-19 vaccine mandates in his new book, Why I Stand. During Sirius XM's The Megan Kelly Show podcast, the Orlando Magic Power Forward told the host about how he grew up as a child in the Bronx in New York with his mom and my... Or with his mom and my I'm sorry <laughs> they quoted him in the middle of this but um he says my mom my dad and three brothers and one sister everything was great he said they went to church all the time church was the was just a tradition for us it starts at the 51 minute 32 second mark okay um but Isaac said that he was 10 years old. My parents split up, and that's when uh, kind of everything started to go wrong in my life. My mom took us uh, kids and left my dad and went to Naples, Florida. I went from black New York and white Naples, Florida, uh, or to white Naples, Florida. The professional basketball player shared, and I really struggled with fitting in and making friends and kind of getting um, adjusted to everything. So I really developed a sense of self-consciousness uh, that I never experienced before. Anxiety and fear about getting my peers to like me. But I found basketball and basketball uh, pretty much became my identity because it got me uh, everything that I thought I ever wanted, he added. The girls liked me now. The guys wanted to play ball with me, so I started to have a sense of belonging. But I still struggled with that anxiety and fear behind the scenes because I felt, I always felt that I was going to be one of, the one to mess it all up. Yo, you're not, you're not the only one, man. I get it. You don't want to mess up. A good thing. Um, the NBA star said he went on to college and then got drafted to the NBA in 2017, the Orlando Magic, and uh, explained that it wasn't until he got uh, drafted by the NBA that he finally thought, wow, and realized that he did have skills and was talented, but he admitted that he wasn't at all the way or he wasn't all the way there with God when I got drafted um, Isaac told Kelly how his mom um, this tough woman always affirmed him that he did well and when he did poorly she would say things like wasn't playing up to his potential you're being weak um, he shared how he would later meet two people who would prop him up no matter how he played or 
what the scoreboard said, and that's the woman who would be his wife, and the man uh, who called himself Doc. Um, the biggest thing for me was just coming to realization that God loves me for me. Like, I don't have to perform for his love, I don't have to be perfect for his love, Isaac told the host. And that was the first time I had this sense of calm and peace. I believe that God uses people in my story, and God definitely used people. He used Doc, he used my wife, he used my church, my family. Um, He used my family to kind of help foster uh, that in me and teach me what the love of God was like on a personal level. Having bad games uh, in the league and still being encouraged Still being affirmed, that was the turning tide for me. The Orlando Star explained how he met Doc, his guy who was just, who just stopped him in the elevator, who didn't know him and told him, can I tell you how to be great? Doc didn't know anything about what was going on uh, with behind the scenes or anything that I was struggling with, but God knew. From then on, my life honestly gets flipped upside down. Doc ended up actually being a pastor, and Jonathan said he started going back to church. Uh, Fast forward to May 2020, after George Floyd's death, the Black Lives Matter movement hits. Isaac becomes the first professional basketball player in 2020 NBA bubble to remain standing during the playing of the national anthem even when his teammates kneeled in support of BLM. So what happened to George Floyd was obviously tragic. What I tried uh, my best to do was take a step back and say what is the right way for me to respond in a way that can bring the most change he shared. And his teammates decided to kneel and wear Black Lives Matter t-shirts for the moment. Um, For the movement, sorry. Uh, Again, I couldn't see, you know, seeing all the things that were going on at the moment. I'm thinking to myself, what is the answer? And for me, I didn't see what was going on with kneeling for the national anthem and wearing a t-shirt. And so... As I looked at my own life and said, I know what has changed me, I saw, or I know that, I know what has helped me, I know that um, has helped countless people. That's the gospel, and that's the love of Jesus Christ. If we're willing to show that, or show it and share it, uh, he added, That's why I decided to stand. Racism is not the only thing that plagues the hearts of men. But I know that the gospel does change hearts of men. I love that. Um, Later, Kelly uh, asked the NBA star where he was politically. And he said... And she said he sounded conservative. He said that he's tried his best to do... I'm so sorry. He's, he said what he's tried. I have no idea. Is this a typo? He said that he has tried his best um, 
is to let Christianity guide him when it comes to voting. So people pick from that where they may. When pressed further if Isaac would ever run for political office, he definitely made it sound like a possibility someday. When I see what people have to go through, I don't know if I would be up to subjecting myself to something like that. But at the time, or at the same time, I see the need for leaders who are willing, can speak, and can be vocal and have a moral compass and courage and all of that, Isaac shared. Um, it's not something that I would throw away, he added, but right now I just, I'm just playing ball and I'm just trying to be, trying my best to walk out my Christianity the best I know how. Why I Stand is available on hardcover. <laughs> I'm really, really happy about that. I'm... I enjoyed reading that, even though I kind of tripped over my words a few times. I think it's time for a break, don't you? Let's go! Okay, now it's news that I'm actually looking forward to reading. Yes. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about is something that I talked to um, the voice of the fat mantis about this evening. And it's a show called um, The Sound of Magic. And I love this. I'm very, very happy that it's come out. And um, I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, basically, I know where this show is stemmed from, and I can't wait to watch all of it. Like, to watch the whole first season. And I hope, I hope, for the creator that has made this beautiful story, I really hope you get more and more seasons as it goes on. Because this is, this is just incredible. I... You know me, I get really happy when I see people I know or that I know of succeed and it it's amazing. I love I love that. That just gives me like a rush like, "Yes, bro, you did it." <laughs> so, I'm just very excited for this show just because I um uh, it's just wonderful. I love it. Okay, let's just read the story. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I don't like pop-ups, so let's not do that. Thanks. Um, high school student you you are finances herself as her younger her ugh. I can't talk. I swear to god. I'm already messing it up. High school student you are you are her name is Yulia. I don't know. Let me not try. I'm sorry. Uh, finances herself um, and her younger sister by working part-time jobs 
She doesn't know where her parents are. Debt collectors drove her father away from home. And then her mother fled too. But even with her poor financial circumstances, UIE manages to rank near the top of her school academically. Uh, We're going to call her IE. Wants to become an adult as soon as possible to have a stable job. Her classmate, Na Dyung, competes with Yoon uh, for the top grade, but they begin to have feelings for each other. What? Really? No. Really? That's a twist. Anyway, uh, one day, Yu Ai-yi um, meets a magician, Lee Eul, at an abandoned amusement park. He performs magic shows for people who believe in magic. He is a mysterious person, and he con- comforts you, i.e., who tells him that she believes in magic. So, um, I watched the first episode of season one today, earlier, or yesterday now, because it's two in the morning. But, um,. It was incredible. I'm not gonna lie. Um, very, very beautiful already, and I can't wait to, you know, watch the rest of it. But um, that's basically the plot. Um, and the reason why I'm so excited for the creator who made this story is because this person originated from Webtoon comics. Um, and the webtoon comic was actually called Anarasumanara, which uh, I guess is the Korean word for abracadabra. So, um, <laughs> yes. And the story, the the pictures and the art is so gorgeous. Um, I am an artist myself, and I love seeing other artists succeed. Especially if they have art that tells a story, and that story is... Ugh! I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm loving this. I'm loving their success, because it's just... I'm so happy for them. But, um... The way they drew it was just so gorgeous. Um, they used, like... Just black and white. Most of the time. They would put in a little bit of, like... A little bit of color to emphasize certain situations in the story as you read it and it is amazing and it's one of the first um, webtoon comics that I have ever um, read on that app when I first got it that was the first thing that I saw and I was like okay what's this and it is breathtaking it is very breathtaking and um, I am very happy, and I support that artist because, ah, you are in such a good position. You you realize that artists right now are dreaming about being exactly where you're at. That's amazing. (laughs) And, um, I just love it. I just love it. And, um, so yes, if you're on... Netflix, if you like Netflix, if you have Netflix, if you haven't somebody's Netflix account, go ahead and watch it because I've already, I know I'm biased, but 
just, just because I know where it comes from and I'm just like, yes, watch it. Go ahead and watch it, please. Please, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I might just watch. I might just go ahead and watch it after this. <laughs> but yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm in love. Um, anybody who actually wants to download the webtoon, the Lion webtoon app, um, I, it's available on the Play Store and on the uh, iPhone App Store. So, uh, that's really cool. Some of my recommendations, though, um, is True Beauty, MERS, M-U-R-R-Z, Anura Sumanura, of course, and, uh, let's see here. Nightmare Factory. Nightmare Factory. Yes. I haven't finished that one yet. But that one's incredible too. Just so much in that one. But, um, yes. Just, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Okay, I found an article on Mix. I had to download Mix again. <laughs> <laughs> the 10 best colognes for men, according to women, from mensjournal.com. So, um, all of you men that, uh, are, I don't know, trouble having, getting a woman, I guess do this? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. One, the mysterious scent. The f- Okay, for the women you want to keep guess, for the women you want to keep guessing, the one who's always on trend, um, try YSL Leum, which is the man, basically in French. Uh, it's woody and sexy with a hint of <laughs> says Jocelyn L. Um, super luxurious and modern with a bit of mystery. Nice, okay. Number two, the bargain buy. <laughs> um, not in the mood to drop a hundo or more um, on a new fragrance. There are plenty of low-cost options. One favorite, Mahogany Woods by Bath and Body Works, says R.E.G. Um, it may not be a posh brand or anything, but wow, does it smell good. Bath and Body Works is not posh. That's posh to me. Dang, okay. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, the decidedly masculine scent has hints of mahogany, bourbon, vanilla, golden amber, and it's warmer, it's a warmer smell, so it's best suited for cooler weather. Interesting. Creed. <laughs> it's worth the splurge. Okay. Now, if you are willing to spend money on grown-up scents... Shut up. We've got good news. Not one, but... Or not two, but three women we spoke to sung the praises of Creed... Aventus. Um, it makes me feel like I'm rain the reigning king of the world. Okay, sir, said one man who swears by it. The brand's best-selling scent, uh, fruity with just 
enough spice to make a lasting impression. You smell blackcurrant, pineapple, musk, and vanilla. Interesting. The cologne no one is wearing. <laughs> okay. If you want a scent, you can guarantee she's never smelled before, um, but will be dying to whiff again and again. You go with a boutique brand. Eight years ago, my husband and I discovered Killin... Killin? <laughs> Killane? Killian? I don't know. K-I-L-L-I-A-N, uh, says Carol G. Our favorite is Straight to Heaven. It has a spicy, woodsy scent. Uh, what I expect heaven smells like. Ma'am. Get a hold of yourself. Our family's dentist even tells me my husband is the best smelling man he's ever seen. <laughs> okay! The everyday essential. Let's see. If you want a cologne that is great everyday, go to um, try Salvage by Christian Dior. Um, suggests Chelsea Tea. It smells like making love in the woods with a man you want to get lost with. It's clean and confident. Yikes, okay. Um, the sophisticated scent. I want to smell like James Bond in a bar full of basic dudes. What? Okay. <laughs> Given she intense is a good uh, brand. Okay. Says Brenda D. Black pepper is off offset leather and patchouli. It's strong and sexy. But also very elegant. It smells like we need to go home early. Okay. Alright. Yo, men's journal. Lay low on the dang, um, ads. Irish Spring is on here now. <laughs> the low maintenance option. Not a fan of cologne at all. No worries. Just make sure to grab a body wash with a scent strong enough to last all day. My fiancé doesn't wear cologne, but I love the smell of his Irish Spring, spring body wash, says Mia G, who doesn't have, who doesn't love a clean man. Um, some women like the smell of a man who just got done working their ass off from work. I'm just saying. Personally, I like the smell of sandalwood on a man or on my husband, and it just, it just, it's nice. Anyway, the Lux choice. For the man who ducks, who docks his yacht in Portofino, uh, or just wants to smell like one, opt for Creed Millissime Imperial, says Grace G. It's not cheap, but that's the point. The citrus and musk scent will instantly transport you and her to the Mediterranean. No passport required. Oh, nice. The smoky, sophisticated scent. We're almost done. Uh, if the smell of cigars and hot Miami night, or on a hot Miami night, or fresh leather sets seats. What the frick is wrong with me? I can't can't freaking read. If the smell of cigars and hot Miami on a hot Miami... Can I not? 
Give me a second. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Give me a second. If the smell of cigars on a hot Miami night or the fresh leather seats on a sports car turn her on, she'll love... Bulgari? BLV poor home. Okay. Uh, says Yun Y. I like the smell of leather, period. New car smell. Amazing. Uh, ten. The fresh fragrance. Not a big fan of anything too experimental. Stick to something fresh and timeless. I'm a sucker for, for Jean Paul Gaultier Lemel. Uh, says Adriana LA. Uh, clean mix of herbs and sexy vanilla base makes this cologne a memorable one. So, yes. Personally, I like simple stuff. You don't have to go all out with some women. Because some women aren't that high maintenance. Uh, just saying. What am I doing? I'm going on to the next story without pausing. But yeah. There you go, men. Go get yourself some Irish Spring Body Wash. Or Bath and Body Works. What was it? Woodsy smelling stuff. Yeah. So here's for all my stressed out folk, alright? You might need to move. So here we go, we're on cntraveler.com. So, the late, the least stressful cities in the world. So, we're just gonna skip the intro. Below are the 20 least stressful cities in the world. Let's see here. Oh, and that's it. That that they just give you the whole freaking list. They don't tell you why. That's hilarious. Okay, let's see. <laughs> um, Stuttgart, Germany. Luxembourg, Luxembourg. <laughs> Hanover, Germany. Uh, Bern, Switzerland. Munich, Germany. Bordeaux, France. Edinburgh, United Kingdom. Sydney, Australia, Hamburg, Germany, Graz, Australia, or Austria, sorry, uh, Zurich, Switzerland, Seattle, the United States, Wellington, New Zealand, Nice, France, um, Dredson, Germany, Oslo, Norway, Auckland, New Zealand, Helsinki, Finland, Abu Dhabi, UAE, um, and Melbourne, Australia. Well, that was quick and easy. Yeah. I would do world news, but I'm tired. I need to rest. So I will see you guys in the trenches next time. Thank you so much for listening to my silly self. And, uh, I appreciate each and every one of you that do tune in and listen. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you.